Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Maymoudis, and I am still stuck in quarantine. The COVID-19 pandemic keeps on wreaking havoc against the world. Today, I'm joined by two guests who have both been on the show before Kip Wasink and Steve Vecino to give their thoughts on how MOS should return and how they are doing in containing the world of soccer right now. What's going on? Are you have you been watching the replays? What what's going on with your soccer world right now? Say, uh, I caught maybe one uh, replay. Uh, many weeks ago at this point, uh, but otherwise pretty limited. Uh, I didn't actually watch the match. I was more interested in the uh, banter that was happening between some of the players, uh, Brad Evans and uh, Fry was on there, Goldon, all these people jumping on and talking about the match and talking to each other. I found that to be much more interesting. Which one, which one was that that you were watching? Uh, I don't know. Good question. I think it was, it was the uh, was the LAFC game. Did they re-show that one from last year? Yeah, they did show that. That was, I think, I think that was the fourth game uh, that they that they re-showed. Um, yeah, I've been I've been keeping up. It's been so fun to just watch to watch the uh, watch the games. Especially with with what you were saying about like Christian Rodon, um, with them showing the games against the LA Galaxy in 2015, where that was Christian Rodon's rookie season, and he comes off the bench um, at like the end of the game just to like waste time. Um, <laughs> it, it's still so funny because Christian Rodon, like he he like in 2016 just went from rookie to starter so fast. There was somebody else that was a rookie his same year that the first year I always got the two of them confused. I can't remember who it was now, though. Do you know who um, I'm talking about? Was it Phoenix? Was it Phoenix Chankum? Didn't we have him in, in 2016? He was a forward. Really? It might it might have been him, um, but he's definitely the he's like out of people that we've picked in the super draft, he's like the only one who's been very successful. Uh, everyone else has just get got games for him as from S two. Uh, yeah, so I was looking at uh, where. Um, I was looking at who we would be playing next week uh, or this weekend if the season was going on as normal and we it was going to be against the Timbers on Sunday in mm. Portland. Uh, I, think, uh, it was, I think it was uh, Kovar was, was who I was thinking of. I always got the oh, two. Oh, Aaron Kovar. Yeah, I always got the two before. of them confused the first year and then Kovar kind of disappeared and Rodon is now like dominant. <clears throat> And Kovar and Rodon are like, I think Kovar might be a little bit older, but he retired. Like, his career yeah. is dead. 
he yeah. went to he went to LA, LAFC for one year. I think he might have played for USL last year, but his career is dead. Uh, yeah. He's right up there for me with Mark Birch as just being complete garbage. Uh, yeah. Not as bad as Mark Birch, but he's he's <laughs> he's he's complete garbage. <laughs> but yeah, so the. It was going to be our first, actually, no, I think we would have already, yeah, we would have already played the Whitecaps once. We were supposed to play them on the 18th of April, um, but this is going to be our first game against the Timbers, uh, and our 11th game of the season, uh, and, like, what are you, what are you missing most about about uh, about about this season. Uh, so we saw two games, but we didn't really get to see. We don't really know who Jao Paulo is or Yamar Gomez, uh, the new center back. We haven't seen Ladero come back. Like, like. So, what what are your thoughts right now on on everything going on? I mean, for for me, the the soccer, my perspective on soccer, in in many ways, parallels the the whole experience of like living at home and working from home and all of that stuff. Where the the things that I miss the most are the interactions and the atmosphere of going to games and having it be an experience where you're you're interacting with other people and you feel a connection to the trajectory of what's happening on the field and how the the team is coming together and and the drama of the the points and the ratings and all of that and and now that's all gone but you're getting some insight through these replays and some of the chats of the fact that the sounders are people right they're 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 in the same they're experiencing this with us so in in some ways i feel more connected with them and in other ways there's like a a loss of of the experience of what it was and it's just been changed into a new a new trajectory that none of us could have anticipated yeah i would i would say that's a really nice thoughtful answer i would you know i usually are not the most interested at the beginning of the season as we tend to have slow starts so uh i'm kind of thinking you know i haven't missed much yet really you know (laughs) we would be at the bottom of the table and i would be frustrated and questioning things um and then you know right right around you know another month from now i'd be a little bit more more excited but uh i do agree it's been cool to see the players come out as people and see them sort of you know have the same challenges and 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 try to be creative to to find ways to connect uh, the same way that we're all doing so uh, i have enjoyed that and so and yeah, this this makes me think. I was I was reading an article recently about um, Yamar Gomez, who was who was interviewed. Uh, I just felt bad for the guy since he uh, he, he had just arrived uh, before he he had his two games, but he is he's just here by himself because his family is still still uh, back in uh, South America. Um, just seems uh, awful to be in the new place. He, he did say that with this um, with this pandemic, uh, the only upside is he can learn English. Um, 
so he can talk to you with the rest of the team. Yeah. But, yeah, I was, I was feeling bad for him. Um, I'm Moving forward, I'm just excited to see him uh, in, in his one game against the crew. I thought he was fantastic. He made so many plays um, in, in the back. Uh, but what are you guys expecting from him, Jao Paulo, um, Ladero? Um, also, Will Bruin, I'm guessing when we resume, he should be back from injury. I love the bear. Who, who doesn't love Will Bruin? I'm really interested, most interested to see how Jao Paulo and Ladero play together because in some ways they're very similar. In some ways they're very, very different to me. Uh, and so I, I just can't imagine, you know, what the strategy looks like with them both on the field at the same time. It just seems like an absolute nightmare um, uh, for the opposition team to have to cover them both at this point. Um, it seems like we often sometimes forget uh, or teams don't. At, at this point, you forget how much uh, Ladero does. And he, he, sort of, he sort of falls into, the, in, into that same category of when we had Pineda and Alonzo. Um, they did so much, uh, but they didn't score many goals, so you didn't really notice them. Um, now, Ladero has scored more goals than them, um, uh, but he has also uh, faded away a little. Um, so with Jao Paolo coming, and of course, since Jao Paolo has came and already scored two goals, uh, it, will, it should help Ladero get more open if teams are worried about, about Jao Paolo. Yeah, I think that the, the shift that I've seen over the years comparing back to, to Alonzo Pineda days is that there there's there's a similar uh, skill set in the midfield, but it's it's shifted to be a little bit more offensive minded. Uh, there's there's more of an integration with the attack that in the past it always felt like we had a lot of control uh, and and we're really great at defense, but it was a lot harder for us to figure out how to score. Um, and that's that's what I think is a little bit more exciting about the current team is I think there are more options, uh, more more variety of directions we can go with that where we're not stuck in one one way of, of trying to attack, whereas some of the past teams have had that as a challenge. Uh, so now the question that's getting talked a lot uh, right now, uh, because um, we don't know how long this stoppage is going to go. Uh, is MLS has the opportunity to change their schedule uh, around to match Europe uh, if they wanted to. Though it seems like it's probably more likely that they shorten the season or they do like a knockout stage U.S. Open Cup style tournament. Um, the rumor is that it could take place entirely in Orlando uh, to keep to keep all, all the teams in one in one place down at ESPN Wild World of Sports. Uh, do you guys? What would you like to see? What do you want MLS to do for the remainder of this year and, and moving forward on on that schedule? 
and then I'll share what I think they should do. Uh, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's too early to really know for sure. Uh, I think we need we need some more data. Uh, I from from a thinking about the player's experience, the option of moving to Orlando and basically living in an, a, the equivalent of an Olympic village for a period of time seems uh, unappealing. Uh, you don't get to see your family. You get to do, yeah. Well, you get to see your family even less than you all already do during the regular season. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that that I, I recognize that from a salvation of the season as a possibility. But I, as a, if I were a player, I would. I don't think I would be very excited about that option because a big part, especially with the Sounders, I think a big part of the the appeal to being a Sounder is the fans and being part of a community that's supportive. And if you're in Florida, that you lose so much of that. <clears throat> I, I know very little about shifting the seasons and what that would do with availability of stadiums and all of that kind of stuff. So I can't really comment on that, that option. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like, you know, if the options are they don't play at all or they go down to this little thing in Orlando, I guess I, guess I would vote for Orlando uh, just to have some soccer over no soccer. But, yeah, as you said, Kip, it doesn't seem like it's that great of a, great of a choice from an t- overall life experience or player experience. Both of the things seem pretty, pretty low. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they just stay at home and play FIFA together on the same team, and that, maybe that would be you know, good. I mean, they do have the EMOS uh, competition player, one FIFA player going right now. That it's on. They're broadcasting that on on Fox Sports right now. Uh, but but when like this all has passed, and I mean, I'm I'm still giving up hope that uh, I'm still I'm still giving uh, hope to that uh, everything is pretty much back to now. Normal come September. Uh, do you and if they don't have to go to Orlando and they can have games in the normal stadiums um, with fans uh, because MOS is not going to go to uh, is not going to play behind closed doors because tickets is where they get a lot of their revenue. Um, so I don't see that happening. But if if there are fans. Uh, do you want to see them switch the schedule so it's the same uh, as Europe and we have our playoffs in like April or we have a knockout tournament where the final game of that is around when it was this year, we'll say November 10th or, just, or like the first week of December? Which one would you prefer? I go for a tournament. I think the keep keep the schedule. I like to having some soccer all year. Uh, I wouldn't want to be going to games through December, January, February uh, as much here in Seattle. Just just given the the rain and where my seats usually are. But uh, you know, I, I would I would be in favor of you know kind of a weird, fun little uh, knockout tournament. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably agree with that. 
I, I, I don't know that I personally think we need a tournament, but I know America needs a winner for the season. So I don't, I don't think they come up with a way of doing it without some kind of a tournament to be able to declare a winner, even though uh, 2020 for everything sports related or is going to have an asterisk next to anything that happens. <laughs> so I, I completely disagree with you guys that it should be a mini tournament. Uh, I think, uh, um, MLS has a very, uh, huge, a very, a very big, huge opportunity to, um, take away one of the biggest talking points that the MOS love to use about why, um, MOS is a silly league, so I'm going to say, and, um, and, and that is that the schedule is completely different from most of the world, the majority of the world, in which because of how we play, um, we keep playing um, through international breaks in tournaments like the World Cup, um, though where we, though that will not be the case at the next World Cups, that will be in December and November. Uh, but and but and and we play uh, and our playoffs um, are all are all messed up by international breaks where, where players will be missing if they're with their country sometimes um, or, or or it gets spaced out uh, weirdly um, and then we also a we also play somehow. Our season is like longer and shorter because we play less games uh, than almost all of the big leagues who play 38. We only play 34, um, and our season is like a month longer. So if we switch uh, and we go August and then playoffs start around this time May, usually we're only going to be compete. The playoffs are only going to be competing with uh, the beginning of the NBA playoffs, um, uh, mostly. It's not, it's not an important baseball. There's no football. Um, and uh, that, it's more people are going to watch the playoffs uh, then than they're watching them now. Because, like, this year, the MLS Cup was at 1230 on Sunday, right in the midst of like a bunch of of NFL games, so the numbers compared to the NFL um, were were way way lower. Um, some people might say that uh, if we're playing through November and December uh, and October, that's that's part of the regular season, then uh, people aren't going to 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 the games because of NFL. Um, uh, and, and I mean, this is a this is America. The hardcore NFL fans um, are never we're, we're never ever going to are, are, are never ever going to stay home or, or go out to the soccer game or stay home and watch the soccer game if there's football on. So I don't think you can uh, count football, uh, American football, in making this decision. Um, 
in in saying that um, if we if we change, then our schedule can be lined up so we never ever have to play a game through an international break. Um, the transfer window will be will will work the same um, because usually, I mean, we see that the biggest transfers happen in the summer, um, and that's the end of the season. Players more want to leave a club and join them at the beginning or end of the season, not in the middle. Um, so I think more there could be more transfers like that. Um, and then also, we'll just get more soccer. Um, this year, uh, it's the first year where not every team has to play every team, um, which kills the supporter shield. Well, the supporter shield was already dead. But, uh, but if we have 38 uh, you can get to 38 games and everyone plays everyone at least once. So that's why I think we should change. Any, any thoughts of everything I just laid out there? I, I agree from a fan perspective and a uh, international break coordination with the rest of the world perspective. Um, my biggest question would be whether it's logistically possible with the stadiums. I have no idea how, like, the fact that we share the stadium, uh, I don't know if that is better or worse if we switch that schedule. Um, <clears throat> but that's, that I think would be one of the hardest things logistic, logistically because we've already kind of set things up if that could be shifted. That is, that is definitely true. Um, uh, there's, in, in Europe, um, there are not, many teams that play in the same stadium um as there are in as there are in in america uh, yeah. that would that would kind of suck if a lot of the mls games got moved to starfire or tacoma um but i i don't know um it seems it seems possible maybe it means more midweek games um I guess if you also, if you live in, people also say if you live in Colorado, then those games in December uh, <laughs> and January, same thing with Minnesota, it's going to be cold. But, I mean, I love those games. When they have to bring out the orange soccer ball, I'm like, I'm all for it. I want to see more <laughs> of those games. <laughs> so you want an extreme soccer league. They're like swampy, swampy field for one game and the snow field for another game. and. <laughs> loves the FIFA setting that you can change the uh, weather. Everyone loves to try playing in the snow. And snow games are very, very rare. Thoughts on the schedule, Steve? Uh, I, I guess, you know, it would increase the competition of the league, which would overall be better for the MLS on your argument there. I just think, uh, you know, I selfishly want soccer around all year, and I would like to attend it in weather. So, you know, I'm, I, I hear your point. Uh, it, it does make sense uh, for the health of the league. But selfishly, I'm going to stick by my position. Uh, and just one, one final topic uh, I wanted to bring up that's also getting a lot of a lot that's getting talked about a lot um, uh, because the league just has continued to grow. Uh, do you think 
that MOS with well, right right now there are there are twenty eight. We still at twenty. We're we're still at twenty six. So we're we're still at twenty six. Do you think we should um, put promotion and relegation um, into the league or not? So like uh, you're saying like the, the Tacoma Defiance could be promoted into the MLS as well at some point? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, and by doing that, maybe the league size scales down to 20 like the rest. Um, because right now there are like, right now there are something like Almost, it seems like there's almost like 40 teams in USL. Um, that league just keeps on growing. Um, so you could make a second division with like the the teams, uh, the really bad MOS teams, and and the top tier of USL. Um, I mean, I I I personally would love to see a structure of the league that would allow the Timbers and the Sounders to play for the Cup sometime which can't happen with the current system. So if, if there was a way to have, have it structured so that there was a uh, a top tier and a second tier instead of an east and a west, and, and you had a way of moving between them, I don't, I don't know enough about relegation to know if that's the best way to do it or not, but um, I, I would love to see something that, that makes it more of an even playing field that the, really the two best teams are playing. Uh, if we're going to continue to do a tournament and not do some kind of a supporter shield type thing as the big award, I would I would love to see that shift. <clears throat> that would um that would definitely be interesting. Of course, that's how it like used to be when there weren't as many teams as there are now. Like, I mean, that's how we ended up with LA versus RSL in two thousand nine yeah. in Seattle. Um, yeah. uh, in, in the in the final, um, I I did I. Yeah, wait, what? Isn't that what the U.S. Open Cup is? The an open tournament for all all teams to, mm-hmm. to be the best? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It basically, it basically is the U.S. Open Cup, except for the fact that the U.S. Open Cup, because it is possible for the amateur sides to, to win, the U.S. Open Cup, they might not have the money to be able to travel um, large distances. Um, uh, so I think, and then that's why they like to keep those games like local, um, which does make it a little boring for us since we have to play, we end up playing the Timbers like every single year in the U.S. Open Cup, either first or like second. But I have I have seen some articles about like in the future like maybe uh, maybe they make the playoffs just all be all be like seeded in general so that there was inter conference um, play uh, in the playoffs which definitely could be fun um, it seems like. It's. I mean, it's hard to say last, uh, what's going to happen moving forward. But last year, 
definitely it, it definitely goes back and forth. Last year, the Western Conference was much higher quality than the East. Uh, so yeah, I I agree with you that uh, it it was it sucks that teams in the West couldn't make the playoffs just because of where they're located. Well, um, well, if you're not aware, they are airing a Sounders Portland game on ESP on ESPN. Okay, it is the game from it's a, it's from a couple years ago where the Sounders tied two two in Portland. For Roman Torres put in like a cross at the very end, and and Clint Dempsey headed it in. Uh, Brad Evans also got sent off in that game. Uh, that is tonight. So we don't know when the season will be returning, but when it does return, let's make sure to keep our guards up.